Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Lash Central Youth Podcast. Uh, my name is Tom, uh, and not in the room, over Zoom. That's not supposed to rhyme. I sound like Andy doing his bingo calls. Um, we have Beth Newman. Hello. I'm not sure if you're too quiet there, but we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead anyway. Harvey. Hello. Yeah, you're nice and crisp and clear, mate. Ben Walton. Hey. And Katie Hipkiss. Hello. It's good to no, have I, you with us. I waved then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one's, no one's going to see you. They can only hear you. Um, so, yeah, so it's good to have you guys with us. Um, we are going to be talking about calling today. Now, I realize that maybe some of you listening might not even know what that means. Um, and so I guess if you will call yourself a Christian or not, to be honest, um, we believe that God has a plan, he has a purpose for your life, um, and it's what he designed you to do uh, with your life. And so it can kind of get a little bit confusing. We have lots of questions around this sort of stuff, um, and it's a little bit of a gray area. And so we're going to take a deep dive into that today um, and kind of just figure out uh, the answer to some questions that you guys might have. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Um, but to keep things nice and light to begin with, guys on the call, um, I would love to know um, if money was no barrier, if education was no barrier, in the next five to 10 years, where would you love to be with your life? What's the dream? Any of you? Let's go Harvey first. Um, I think, what would I do? I think, obviously I'd just be in Florida chilling with a speedboat and I'm kidding, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, I think, what would I do in five years time? I think for me, like the thing that, that I want to do with my life is be able to impact other people. I think um, not a hundred percent sure what that looks like at the moment. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think part of following yeah. God is not knowing some things and trusting that he's got a plan in it. Um, sure. Yeah. So I think just being able to impact other people, I think, um, yeah, calling out, other people's call-ins and kind of being able to speak life over other people and show them that actually check out this guy, Jesus. He's pretty awesome. It's so selfless, Harvey. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> except Katie, the speedboat. Kate, yeah, except the speedboat. Katie, where, where would you love to be in the next five or 10 years? Oh, I think I'd definitely like to physically be abroad um, somewhere okay. on holiday. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think... In the next five to ten years, probably, like, I think I'd like to make sure, like, my career was something that I enjoyed. Okay. Um, I really like to do, like, media and stuff, so maybe yeah. something to do with that. And I'm looking into doing a gap year at the moment, like, within a church and media. So I think maybe something like that, that would be really interesting for me. Hashtag equip. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky plug. If you want to do a church gap year, we've got equip. Um, no, that's cool. That's cool. Beth, what about you? You know, I've always resoundingly been terrible at these questions. Like, okay. I, I was even that person that, it, like, I applied for uni two separate years and cancelled my courses both years because I was so <laughs> indecisive about my life. Um, I think for me, like, it's just I always want to be moving forward. So if I was doing the same thing in five years that I was doing now, I'd be like, I'm, I'm, doing, some, I'm doing something wrong here. Okay. I'm just treading the same water. But I think yeah. for me, like, I love travel and I love seeing how different people around the world do life and just want to do what I can to help people love on other people. Um, and as long as I'm doing that, really, I'm pretty content. So cool. Good. What about you, Ben? Yeah. Um, I don't really know. I guess okay. kind of like what Katie said, 
just want to be doing something that I enjoy and that yeah. I'm passionate about doing yeah. and doing it for a purpose. But yeah, I don't really have any idea. I, I had the like, when I was a kid, or not, not so much a kid, maybe like early teenage years, I was just this kid that used to want to do everything. So I've, I've done go-karting in an attempt to become a, a Formula One driver. Uh, I've played the band to try and make it famous. I've, I've just had this habit of dreaming far too much and doing a lot of things. I think in the next like five or 10 years, I would love to have experienced a lot more of the world, to be honest. Like me and Hannah at the moment are like, once this whole lockdown situation is over, we're planning um, like this trip to Thailand um, and we're like super excited about it. We've probably watched like every single YouTube vlogger that has done a, like a YouTube video on Thailand. So, um, so we're pretty excited about that. So that'd be cool. Um, another lighthearted question for you guys um, is, have you learned anything new during lockdown? So that can be like a skill um, or it could be something about yourself. Have you kind of learned anything new at all? Beth, you've had some kind of soap thing. Like soap that, thing. Um, yeah, we have multiple foam soap. Um, that's just me messing around. To be honest, half okay. my lockdown has been me messing around. However, I did learn a new skill yesterday, which is that I can um, turn eggs into celebrity lookalikes. So yesterday I made Joe exotic out of no. an egg. I'm quite <laughs> proud of myself. Um, so that's definitely a new skill I've learned. On a more serious note, I have um, been trying to learn some Spanish again. So um, okay. when I first left... Um, school and stuff I went to Mexico for a year and I absolutely loved it and then I kind of let my Spanish go a bit so I'm trying to learn it again I don't know when it'll be useful who knows but yes that's maybe when you thing. maybe when you do all that traveling stuff you were talking about yeah there we go I think you need to make <laughs> a Carol Baskin egg as well to go alongside the Joe the Joe Exotic egg to be honest oh, good or oh, Carol Basket did him my dad would be so <laughs> proud of me right now <laughs> oh. <laughs> Gosh, what about you, Ben? Learn anything yeah, new? Um, well, I have downloaded Candy Crush. So I, okay. guess, yeah. I guess that's kind of a skill. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it requires um, patience, mate. I'll tell you that. That requires mm, a lot of patience. Yeah. I've been playing it a lot. I've, I've been running as well, which isn't really okay. a skill, but yeah. like I've been yeah, running quite a bit. I've started running as well. I've, I'm doing couch to 5K. I'm on week mm. four at the moment. I don't know if anyone who's listening has done to couch to 5k, but like week three kind of felt really easy. And then week four, like feels like it was sent from Satan himself. Like it has been horrendous. Like you go from running 12 minutes to 16 minutes and those extra four minutes have like destroyed my lungs. I did one this morning and I just, I almost threw up. It was horrible. Horrendous. It is the season for couch to 5k, isn't it? Say again, Beth. I said, it is the season for Couch to 5K, because I know that Reb's on the youth team. She's also started it. I've been doing yeah. it. It is the season for it. I mean, like, I've been meaning to start running for ages, and lockdown kind of leaves me with no excuse now. So I'm just, like, knuckling down and trying to go for it. Harvey, have, seen, have you seen that, that challenge where people are, like, challenging each other to run 5K for the yeah. NHS? Yeah. Run, run, awesome. five, like, run five, nominate five. Donate five, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, that's it. It's so good. Like, I think the importance of staying healthy and stuff has been something that, that I've learned over this season. Like choosing what I eat carefully, yeah. choosing what exercise to do. Because when you're stuck indoors all day, like it's so easy to just sit around and eat nachos all day. And like, For sure. actually, if we want to stay switched on, if we want to stay mentally 
in the right place and we got to incorporate exercise and all of that and uh, catch the 5k yeah I've, I've definitely had to limit my snackage levels like I am just a, I'm a cereal snacker so like if there's anything in the fridge that can be like snack done I'm straight on it so like I've had to like build this ridiculous discipline to not there's a, there's a chocolate orange in the fridge at the moment and I'm like <laughs> I'm even thinking about it now I've really got to discipline myself Katie, what about you? Have you learned anything new during lockdown? I've tried to learn a lot of new things. Um, like what you said, Tom, about like always wanting to try like lots of different things. That's kind yeah. of me. Like so far, I've tried to learn the guitar. Okay. Um, hasn't gone very well. Okay. Um, I've bought myself a sewing machine, tried to make my own clothes. Um, I've now decided I'm going to become a skateboarder. So that's Interesting. my that's my current plans of what to do. Um, do how, it. <laughs> how, how did the sewing go? Um, I have a lot of like half finished pieces of clothing. Okay. That I just haven't. I just I just can't finish them. I'll get an idea to like do something else, and I'll be like, oh, I'm like that. that. That is so much better. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe I'll have some nice new things to wear for church when we come back. I don't know, maybe. maybe <laughs> have you we'll have you seen have you seen on TV? Hannah is gonna be so proud of me for, for, for referencing this. There's the great British sewing bee. Yeah, my mum was telling me about that yesterday. We're gonna watch it today. <laughs> it's got Joe Lysett on it, it's pretty funny to be Oh fair. really? But don't tell Hannah that because I, I pretend I pretend to hate it. Um <laughs> Cool, guys, we're going to jump into maybe some of the, the bigger, deeper questions now. Um, and so uh, the first one that I've got um, is, is there a difference between your dream and your calling? And how can we tell? So by that, I mean, like, when we were kind of like sharing all the stuff we'd love to do in the next five to 10 years, you could kind of call those dreams, like things that you'd love to do with your life. Um, and we can kind of get confused between what is our calling, the thing that God has designed us to do, um, and like a dream? So do you think there's a difference? If so, what is it and how can we tell? I think like a dream is something that you kind of put on yourself and you aim for. Yeah. Whereas like a calling is from God, not really yourself. I mean, it could be from yourself as well, but I think ultimately that's from God and a dream is kind of like more from yourself. Okay, that so you, yeah, so a dream is more about yourself and your own achievements than it I is think for what so. God wants for your life. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, so I was going to say, like, kind of what Katie said, like, I think your dreams is like your idea of what your future is going to look like and what you yeah. want to be doing in the future. Okay. I guess your calling's like what God wants your future to look like and what and his plan instead of your plan. Do you think that maybe like the two can kind of overlap a little bit sometimes? Beth, you're nodding. Yeah, yeah I think they can. Yeah. I think for me in my head, like calling's always like, tied to a purpose or like why you're doing something, but dreams yeah. are more about like what you're doing. So I think they can cross over because it might be that actually like, um, I don't know, say for example, like your, your specific purpose, you're like, um, I don't know. I want to show Jesus love through helping other people who are, I don't know, less fortunate. Then how you do that might be that you go on a mission trip for like yeah. eight months and you really outwork some stuff. And that's like the what you're doing. And you might have a dream to go and do that. But it's like that's the crossover. But you might also have a dream to eat your height in Subway. 
that's <laughs> not so much linked to your purpose and yeah, like yeah, not a why sure. behind it so I think I'd say like dreams are almost more like how you do like do stuff what you're doing and like the call inside is more the purpose and the why if that makes sense as well. yeah I kind of feel like a really healthy question to ask is 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 this dream or calling whatever you want to call it is is this helping other people or is this only helping me you know, and I think quite often God is in the business of using your life to help other people's lives. And so if it lines up with that, you can kind of feel safe in the fact that maybe, you know, that that is what God has designed you for. But often dreams can kind of slope into the side of, oh, this is just for my benefit. This is just for, for my gain, like a personal one for my life. And I've, I've shared this in a talk before my whole like racing story um, with the go-kart and stuff like I was really passionate about it, but it had no benefit to anyone else. Um, it was just for me. I, I loved it, but it, it wasn't really benefiting anyone else other than myself. And so eventually that came to an end because it just wasn't what God designed me for. Um, yeah. Anyone else got any mm -hmm. thoughts about that? I remember, I think I read a quote. I, can't, I think it was by Bill Hybels, um, but it was basically saying like, without a difference made in in real people's lives then like your vision your calling it's relegated to just a pipe dream like i think yeah. the major thing is like our vision and our calling is something that impacts other people it's not something that is i think you guys have basically said that already but like it's not something for necessarily us but it's something that builds god's kingdom and impacts mm. other people at the same time like yeah mm. Yeah. Katie, have you got any thoughts? Um, I think, obviously, like, I understand what you're saying about how sometimes it might not, like, impact other people. Mm. Um, but I think, I don't really know. Like, I think, I don't know, it's a difficult question, really. That's right. um, And I think that's the point. Like, I think for a lot of people maybe listening to this, they will have that same sort of perspective in that they don't really understand this whole calling thing. It kind of feels like foreign language sometimes. Um, yeah. and, and so decoding it and figuring out what it is and, and how we tell what it is and all that is, is just part of the journey, really. I think one thing I'd like to add before we move on is that another really easy way to tell, like, if, you're, if you've got a calling or a dream is, is usually when you figure out maybe what God has designed you to do and called you to do with your life, it often feels way, way out of reach. Like it kind of feels like that you can't do it on your own and it's, it's, it's too big for you as just a, an individual to do on your own. And I think that's part of the point because if it, if it was within our power to do it, then we wouldn't need God. And I think when it comes to calling and all of that, I think it, it, we're designed to do it with God. And then when it gets to the parts that we can't do, he does that for us. He reaches beyond where, where we can go. Beth, you've got a finger waving yeah, in the air. Because I think sometimes when we talk about stuff like calling, it always feels like really mysterious. And like, yeah, yeah. You, know, you watch films and people go on these deep life journeys where they go into the wilds of America to like find their purpose. And <laughs> yeah. But I think like someone's explained it to me really simply of actually like our calling, when it all boils down to it, boils down to yeah. those main commandments that we're given in the bible to love god and love others yeah like if we are loving god if we are getting to know him spending time in relationship with him and then also loving others which is both practically practically loving others with actions and also telling them about him like if we're doing those two things 
actually like we can't go wrong if it's centered in one of those two things how we do it is the bit we need to figure out but i think as long as you're doing those two core things actually uh, if you, you can't really go wrong um so i think it's more so worth good yeah and i remember when someone explained that to me the first time i was like well at least that made it a lot simpler because even if you're not doing things that you are like I really want to do this or I want to do this other thing or a dream. Like if you can go, actually right now I can see how I'm growing in my relationship with God and I can see how I'm loving others. Actually that can be really encouraging, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And I think one thing that I pulled out from that Beth is that it is that it's not about like this future event. It's about right now. Mm-hmm. It's about what you do with your life right this second in, in you know, today um, in this moment, how are you, how are you doing that? How are you loving other people? How are you growing closer to God right now? And, and that really is what your calling is. Um, let's jump into the next question though. Um, so how do we walk towards our calling and, and maybe how does God help us to kind of journey towards that? How does he kind of help us on that journey? I think like the only thing that you can really do is just pray about it and okay pray that God will give you kind of the strength to follow it and the strength to be honest and like explore that yourself. I mm. think if you, I don't know, I think trying to maybe go into it yourself is something that might not work out. And I think you've just got to be open to God and to pray to him and ask him to kind of help you to find it and go through it yourself. If that makes yeah. sense. That's, that's good. And just for those of you listening, we've got an extra guest, uh, Archie Hancock, in the background there. Was it not Archie? It wasn't Archie. Uh, that was my dog. I'm oh, sorry about that. Not Archie, Jake. if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry for blaming you. <laughs> um, no, that, that's good, Katie. That's good. Um, so let's jump back into it. I'll just say the question again because we're going off topic a little bit. How do we walk towards our calling and how does God help us with this journey? Um, any thoughts, guys? I think because if we try and like walk towards it ourselves, we might get it wrong. So okay. it's good to kind of always make sure God's in that plan with you and to make sure you pray about it. Yeah. Like oh, if, it's, if it's in our strength, then, then I think you're doing it wrong because it's, it's supposed to be something that God does through us. I think it's less about what we do and more about what God does through us. Um, and so it's not necessarily always about us having to do something. It's more trusting God that he's got it in control. Um, I think it's half, half of the thing sometimes. I think yeah. uh, like what you said before, Tom, but mm. it's not, your calling isn't a future event. Yeah. It's something that you can live out now. I think yes. the best way to walk, to walk into your calling in the future is to try and live it to the best of your ability now in the present. That's great, mate. Cause it, and I think okay. when you do that and when you like, do it in the present, God um, like, transforms you and prepares you and equips you for your calling in the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think quite often what God is looking for is just someone who is willing to say yes. He's not, will, he's not looking for someone that's got it all together and is capable of doing what he's asking. It's, it's, he's looking for someone that's just willing to say yes and to trust him in the process. You know, like I think if we were to all look at really what God is asking us to do with our lives, we'd struggle to kind of say yes, because it's so big. But because we trust God and that he's got it in control, 
I think saying yes is all that we need to do to, within some regard because he kind of takes care of that journey himself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's good. And I think, I think God always equips people for the challenges that he's got for them. Like, I think a lot of the time, like, I think a massive misconception that people have of Christians is like, that Christians, they, they follow these rules because they want to, and that like, it all flows our calling and our future. It flows from our relationship with God. Like you guys were saying before, I think is massively important, but I think a lot of people got this idea that, that Christians are a certain way because they follow these rules to be like Jesus and to be like God. Um, but actually I think where we stand is like, the more time we spend with God, the more we get to know God. It's, it's a relationship. It's not about rules. And suddenly when we spend more time with God, he shapes our character and he shapes kind of the person that we are so that we can step into the calling and step into the future that he's calling us to have, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's great, mate. That's great. And so you picked up on some of the challenges there, Harvey. Um, and that kind of leads nicely into what we're going to talk about next um, is that when things don't work out, when we kind of hit dead ends with our relationship with God and, and what we think is right and maybe it didn't go to plan and we kind of have to do a U-turn. How do we deal with that? Like how, how are we supposed to process that? And, and how do we deal with like, I guess it's, it's not a failure, but I guess that's the kind of common word that we can use to, to describe it. So how do we, how do we deal with things when, when it doesn't kind of turn out the way that we were expecting it to? I always think that like God never has anything bad like planned for you obviously Mm. sometimes bad things might happen but that's not ultimately like where you end up and kind of like the path that you're on you might turn off sometimes or go a different route to someone else but it's ultimately like having faith that you will end up in like where you're meant to be you will end up in a good place one day. Um, mm. even if you do kind of stray off at times you can yeah, always really go good. back that's good it's really good I think one thing that comes to mind for me is in the bible where Paul is in prison in the uh, Philippians and like I think that's the last letter he ever wrote to, um, to that's recorded anyway um, and so that basically means that he was he was gonna die soon like he was gonna be he was gonna be executed yet he still trusted God in the middle of that prison and he still believed that God would turn that situation around and and lead him to a better place. And, you know, Paul's life has gone, uh, affected much more people than like the time that he lived, you know, like it's affected us now. We read about what he did now. And I think, you know, regardless of how the situation looks to you, God has always got your best interest at heart. I think back to times when I really struggled with mental health, and now I wouldn't want to go through that again. It was probably one of the most painful experiences that I've had in my life. But I am thankful that God turned that situation around and how he used it to strengthen me. Because I just don't think that I'd be the person I am today without him in that process, you know. So I think it's incredible how God can use those situations, you know, for good. Anyone else got any thoughts? No? Awesome. We'll move on. Um, so... The next question I've got is what are some ways that you can work on yourself um, and how can we continuously become more like Jesus? So I guess we're kind of entering into the realms of like personal development, self-leadership. How do we become better people? How do we grow? 
Um, what are some ways that you guys kind of, I don't know, like learn, grow, um, and, and put yourself in a position where, where you're like continuously learning more about your faith? Yeah, I think a big thing is um, kind of just taking the opportunities that, that God gives you. I think um, it can be scary. Like I think when we look at calling is such a big word and like so confusing and there's a lot of like things around that attached to that word. But actually like just taking little opportunities can be us stepping into our calling and can be stepping into what God has for us. Um, and understanding that, that those little things, God uses every little step to lead us where we need to go. And actually, we might see something as just a small opportunity and just passing it off doesn't seem like a problem. But actually, who knows what God could do with that in the future? Because like yeah. he uses small things throughout the Bible to bring a big impact to the world. And actually, mm. just a small step from us. And who knows what God can do? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Anything else? Any other thoughts on that one? I think it's always important to surround yourself with positive people as well, because okay. if you like, if you're surrounded by people who are always going to like bring you down or perhaps don't have the same beliefs as you, like it might drag you into something that you perhaps don't want to be a part of. So if you're surrounded by people who are positive and who can kind of, you can keep them in check and they can keep you in check, then you can like have a really good relationship and you can kind of grow together and mm. it's easier to do that than it is to perhaps do that on your own. Yeah, for sure. I think what's the quote? It's like, show me your five closest friends and I can show you your future. You know, the people that you surround yourself with, they just do have an impact on you, you know, and that's not to say that you can't surround yourself with, with, with friends that aren't Christians and that don't make great choices. Cause I think God still, causes to be in the midst with those people but i think it's 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 all about whose voice is louder in your life who has the most authority you know uh you know if you really trust someone and they are just good for you then their voice should be the loudest in your life because they push you to be the best that you can be you know whereas if you've got friends that aren't particularly making the greatest decisions then maybe it's a case of turning down the, the volume of of their voice in your life so that you're still involved with them, but they just don't have much authority over you and they don't have much you know, influence over you and they don't influence your actions as much. I think that's yeah. a really good point. You yeah. can put yourself in a position to influence them, but make sure that they don't influence you. That's in really good. The opposite way. Yeah, that's really good. It's a really good way to put it. Ben, got any thoughts, mate? Yeah, um, I think just invest in your personal relationship with Jesus. Because I, th I think if you, like when you have a strong relationship with Jesus, you're gonna. Um, it's easier for you to, like, um, reach your potential and reach the purpose that God has for you. And I think yeah. um, one of the best ways you can do that is just by investing time into it. Yeah. Like having investing time into reading the Bible or listening to worship music whatever it is but just have habits in place that cause like transformation in your life and in your relationship with jesus and oh, that's really good mate i think making space for god for him to fill is probably one of the most effective ways to do that 
you know like mm. if you make space and time for him he will like you'll be surprised at what happens to you as a person and and yeah. it might not feel like that it has like huge impacts in the moment but you look back in you know two months time three months time and you'll see just small incremental changes over your life that have kind of just affected the way that life has happened for you you know uh, I, I think back to when i was saying earlier when you know god is just looking for someone to say yes like making space and time for god provides those opportunities for you to say yes to him and for and, and you know and for him to guide you into places that that you didn't necessarily think you would go and to experience things that you didn't think you could experience and and all of that it's good yeah it's good cool um we're going to move on um to the, to the last question that I've got written down, um, and it is how can we stay on course and fight distractions? Now, this is a big one, and I think this is probably the one that a lot of people struggle with. Um, you know, I know I do. I'm always distracted. You know, there's always something else that comes into my mind when I think about spending time with Jesus. You know, I could play PlayStation or I could, you know, I could work on some websites that I do or whatever. Um, you know, so how can we kind of fight those distractions and stay on course with God and our calling and what we were designed to do with our lives? I think some of it comes down to stuff that we've already said about sort of keeping close to God and spending time with him. Because I think if we're consistently spending time with him and praying and things and checking in with ourselves, then I think that massively helps. Because if you're doing that regularly, then like you like if it's like even like little distractions or you sense yourself going off a little bit, you can bring yourself in quite quickly. Whereas if you're like really sporadic with like spending time with God, actually you can kind of like get distracted and go off track a little bit before you realize. And then it's harder to like bring yourself back on course. But I think just taking that time with God and I think um, spending time, like if you are at a point in your life where you're thinking about um, subject choices or uni or gap years or any kind of big decisions, like, proactively spending time praying about that and um getting others to pray with you about it as well mm-hmm. and I think sometimes God will really clearly um give you a sense that there's a certain option that's the way you should go and other times he won't and he'll just let you have the freedom to make that choice within what you know about loving God and loving others so I think it's just yeah keeping in touch with God pray about it um, and making sure that you prioritize that really mm-hmm. that's good yeah, I really agree with what Beth just said. Because I think sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in the actual thing that you're doing and you kind of lose sight of why you're doing it or yeah. you can yeah. lose sight of what God's doing through you, through it. But actually when you pray, you like get perspective. You It's kind of like taking a step back and seeing things from God's perspective. And mm. I think when you do that, you see the areas of your life where you are distracted and where you are caught up and doing stuff just like mindlessly like without thinking about it and it yeah it's when you do pray you get perspective you kind of get direction about where god is calling you for sure for sure and i think one one other thing is is accountability i i think back to when i was in life central youth a few years ago, like when I was like 16, it feels ages ago now. Um, but like I had people in my life that 
that I that would call me out on things that, that I need to improve on and that I trusted them to kind of tell me where I needed to improve uh, and, and how I could, you know, continue growing. There's, 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 there's multiple people that I can think of that did that for me. And I think accountability is key because to, to a certain extent, if you kind of leave it to yourself to kind of handle, sometimes it's just, you just will go off track and you just will veer off course mm. and, and you need other people around you to to encourage you to kind of sort things out you know because we've all got things that that are you know that we need to work on that we need to improve on and sometimes when we just leave it to ourselves they get a, a hold of us i guess and they and they take us off course you know like for me i'll give you a practical example of that like i'm such an overthinker like i uh, i get like paranoid and i worry about loads of different things and if i'm not careful like my mind can kind of take over and just control my thinking and it can, and it can really affect my relationship with God because I just don't feel like I'm in a place where I can connect with him and it distances me from him. And I need other people to kind of push me to keep digging in in order to make sure that I correct that, you know, and, 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 and work on that. I don't know if you guys have got any experience with that at all, with accountability. Yeah. I think you can, you can help other people to help you as well. I think, Something that I found really helpful in, in the last year or so um, was just kind of emailing people and being like, hey, just wondering, like, what's something that you've noticed that, that kind of is good in my character and what's something that, that maybe I can improve on? Mm. Um, and just kind of recognizing, like, where your strengths are and also where your weaknesses are, too. Um, so I've, I've got like a sheet, like as my lock screen, just a, a reminder of this is the kind of person that I want to be. And so every decision that we make from there, we can filter through that kind of lens and making sure that we get any input from other people as well. Um, it's been really helpful for me, I think. That's good. That's good. And I think one key thing from that, Harvey, is that like you just need to have this ruthless, like honesty with yourself and brave. It's a brave thing to do, to say to, say to someone, tell me what I need to improve on. Tell me where I'm not doing something good. And, you know, I think it's, it's good to counterbalance that with, with something that is, you know, good about your character. But I think it's, it's a really healthy question to ask someone, hey, where can I improve? Like, what is it that I can do to become a stronger, better person? I think that's a really brave question. Yeah, I agree with what everyone said. I think, yeah, the thing that I was thinking of was just to practice um, looking at and being aware of ourselves and what kind of distracts us. Um, and yeah, like everyone said, just to kind of focus on that and try and work on that once you've um, realised it. Mm. I think it's really important to know how you are, how you are wired as well. Like, how do you work, you know? Like, how, how do you best, like, reset and relax and chill? Like, I've noticed, over, I, think, I think what lockdown has done for a lot of people is shown them where they need to work on things because, because we're in such a, a, a unique situation. It's kind of forced us to look at ourselves. We've got a lot more time with our thoughts. And, like, you know, I can't, I've noticed that I have much better days when I start it with a run in the morning like, and I go out and I, it kind of just resets my brain and puts me in a place where I'm like, I feel okay. I feel good. And then that let, puts me in a place where I can connect with God, you know, so I come back from my run and I can pray, I can read my Bible. And it feels like it's just natural rather than me just fighting against it all the time. 
And so I guess knowing how you are wired, how you work is really important. So for someone like me, that's how I, how I, how I'm wired, but like someone like you, Beth, you're quite creative and, and all of that. And I guess it would be a little bit different for you. Yeah, like, to be fair, like, I default to creative things for most stuff. So, like, whether it's chilling with God um, and drawing and painting, and I do that for fun as well and um, all that kind of thing. But I think as well, um, those are also the things that I will find stuff to do with my calling and purpose in as okay. well. yeah. We've been talking about calling and, and knowing how we work in terms of spending time with God. But I think a lot of the time how we artwork our calling also comes back to a lot of those things as well um for example if you're a really sporty person who's not particularly good at art you're probably not going to find art's going to help you to connect with God and you're also probably not going to find out work in your calling is using art to help other people so I think it's kind of actually knowing yourself can help in so many areas I think with your relationship with God and what you do as well so it's good it's good Awesome. Guys, I think we are just about done. Thank you uh, for being on uh, this, the podcast with us. Really appreciate your time um, and, and your input on this. If you're listening, I hope you found this helpful. Um, if, you, if you have, let us know on Instagram, DM us, whatever you want to do to get in touch with us. Um, but yeah, uh, I hope you found this helpful um, and we will probably be in your ears in the podcast again soon. See you later. Bye.